and welcome to the Great Garbison Podcast, your one-stop shop for gaming news and reviews. How are you today, Liam? I'm good. How are you? I'm relatively wonderful. Oh. What's... okay. The wonderfulness is only relative. Why only relative? You know what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me. Ask the man in the sky. (laughs) Anyway, news this week. We've got some Microsoft Illumi Room news. We've got some GTA 5 news. And also we've got some Otoy news. Otoy's little New Zealand company, but they've got some news. Are they little or big? Uh, I would say they're little because I've only ever I didn't and didn't even know they existed till this this morning. So, oh my. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um. Okay, so which news uh, sh- do you what, want to start with the news with something? Uh, yeah. What do you want to start with then? Should we start with GTA Five? Yeah. Okay. Start with GTA Five. Well, the other day, four, uh, three trailers were released, which were about the three main characters in GTA Five. Which is Franklin, Trevor, and... And Michael. Michael, yeah. Uh, Trevor's was just honestly amazing. I loved that. Trevor's... Yeah, Trevor was the most... Probably the most informative about the story, but... Michael was hilarious. I don't care about informative, it was just hilarious. Mike, Michael, Michael as well was good, but I didn't like Franklin. Franklin's one was just like, I want to get off the streets. But then he didn't, so it's kind of like, well, you're a bit of a flop, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't find anything interesting in Franklin's trailer, because it's the same thing we've seen in, like, San Andreas. Well, it was like, it was like all of the crappy bits taken from Michael and Trevor's and put into a trailer. Yeah, basically. I'm not interested at all in the character of Franklin. Damn, damn racist... <laughs> Company, <laughs> Rockstar. There we go. <laughs> well, I, the problem was I I didn't really enjoy I enjoyed um, San Andreas, but I didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones because of all this gangster stuff and all the stuff they had with the RPG elements. Um, so the story didn't really interest me because it was like let's build up a gang and start gang wars, you, and by the end of the game it's just, just like okay, take him. I I ain't no gangster fool. That, that made anyway. me physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> I when you feel I, physically sick, I literally want to just barf. That's a word that I've probably never used before. And probably never will again. Hopefully not. Um I enjoyed Michaels a lot because it had Queen. Yeah, it did. That that was something that was good about Michaels. I just told you a lot about the story, but not much it just seemed like in that trailer it was all just cutscenes like merged together he's, and no actual gameplay. He seems like more of a realistic character as well. He does seem like someone that could actually exist, whereas Trevor just seems <laughs> just over the top. Yeah. And um, a bit, and a bit pro- probably a bit too politically incorrect. Probably, like peeing in the corner of a house. Well, not just that, I, I mean the it, whole redneck sort of thing. Is he a redneck, though? Yeah. He's like, Hanabubucha! <laughs> you know, there comes a time when I am just no use on this podcast anymore. No, and you make a huge squeak. Was there a squeak? You... There was a big squeak when you went, oh, of the child. Sorry. <laughs> That's something we'll laugh I... about in 
in the editing process, well, something you'll laugh about and then tell me about, and then I'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I think with Michael's, it's going to be more set up for the tutorial levels, and then with Trevor's levels, they're going to be more like the wacky levels seen in, st- in the other games. He, he, but it's he does seem be... pretty awesome. Yeah, like there's a part in the trailer where he smashes into a train. Trevor don't care. Trevor don't care. That was another um, thing, by the way. But in in the game sense, the gameplay sense, they're all gonna end up being together for these heist levels. Yeah. So, I think Franklin's gonna be the run, the um driver, and Michael's gonna be the brains, and Trevor's just gonna be the one blowing up shit. Um, but also he's a ninja. I, I, Hmm? We'll s- no, don't worry. Okay. But, um... <laughs> hopefully these levels will be like in GTA 4. Remember the the bank heist from GTA 4? Where you team up the Irish guys? I have not played GTA 4 for literally years. Oh. Well, there's a level in it where you, ba- you basically rob a bank and you're just running away from the cops for most of the mission because the heist goes wrong, the alarms go, oh, and you're yeah, just running yeah. away. Yeah, hopefully those heists would be like that, but from the sounds of it, they're going to be planned out more. So you're actually going to position a car to get away in. You're actually going to position where everyone well, starts that, off. That sounds quite good as long as it isn't every five minutes having to do it. Yeah, well, you can swap out all the characters like on the fly, like which just seems really interesting because if I get lost in the desert, if I crash a plane somewhere in the desert, I have no way to get back. I can just swap to Trevor or something. Yeah, or another character. Which just seems really go on, fun Trev. and <laughs> Let's go blow up some shit. I don't know why I gave him an auction like accent then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh bloody hell! Plus net broadband, broadband <laughs> from Yorkshire. Yorkshire coffee. Yorkshire coffee. Yeah. Don't you mean Yorkshire tea? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they could drink coffee in Yorkshire. There are probably quite a few people in Yorkshire that would like a cup of coffee, but I'm pretty sure to. Yorkshire is more famous for its tea. Yeah. There's a brand that's called Yorkshire Tea, isn't there? Yeah, with the with the cartoon... Oh, we're getting on a tangent again! Up Yorkshire tea. Oh my god. Oh, bloody hell. I'd forgotten about this. Their packaging is just horrible. Is it the ones with the cartoon characters? Uh, they had Walls and Gromit, apparently. <gasps> oh, well, they've been everything that were boiler adverts. Can we get back to the game? Uh, we possibly could. Anyway, so all the three characters have a perk. So Michael's is like, um, bullet time, as seen in Max Payne. Um, Frank- Franklin's got oh, this as slowdown. As seen in Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it is, though, so. Wow. Um,. Franklin's is like, you can slow down time, but in cars only, so... Unlike Michael's, you can't do it in cars only. So now they've all gained magic powers. Yeah, and Trevor's is a rage attack, whereas, whereas fists are more powerful. Oh, Trevor. So you can actually beat the crap into someone, and it's more effective than a gun. Can you punch someone's head off? Hopefully. That would be cool. <laughs> you got so excited. <laughs> But yeah, I the game sounds really interesting. Um hopefully this will all blend together nicely. But it's just such a shame that it's coming at the very end of this console generation and 
from the sounds of it, the PS4 has no backwards compatibility, and I don't think the I don't know what the Xbox is going to have, but but hopefully there'll be a next gen version and a PC version. Yeah, hopefully. Wow, they really do like to sell the Yorkshire tea. <laughs> now you're going off on a tangent. What what made you do that, Liam? Oh, because someone sent me a link in Teamspeak. Like, it made you stop talking for like a millisecond. Anyway, yes. Well, what what do you want to say then, Garbutt? About Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. <laughs> what you meant about Yorkshire tea then? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, mm. I'm probably never gonna play it. Well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm I haven't got an Xbox, so I probably won't play it either it, until there's like a PC version. If, Which I do hope they do. I, I don't know, because by then it'll all be like, you bitches, you stabbed us in the back and such. Well, I don't... GTA 4 was a horrible port on PC, <laughs> and then and then there was no Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption port for PC, or PS3. Actually, no, there wasn't PS3, but there wasn't one for PC, and now GTA 5, there's no port, so... yeah. I don't know. People say it's like, oh, the world's too big. How they can? How can they possibly make that into a PC port? But they're gonna have to adapt it because all the new consoles are literally gonna be that all the architecture is more based on the PC than anything specialized. So yeah, I get what you're they're saying. In, they're in, Yeah. So it's just I'm too lazy to give any input at all. You're just too busy looking at Yorkshire tea. I'm not looking at Yorkshire tea, actually, so whatever. Okay, shall we move on then, if you um, don't want to talk about I don't know. I, I look forward to seeing some gameplay and things of Grand Theft Auto, but I don't know. It could turn out to be terrible. <laughs> that is essentially my catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah, it could be like the slogan for the podcast. It could, it could be, be terrible. terrible. Yeah, get on that. Because <laughs> I ain't doing it. <laughs> anyway, the next news, I think we'll talk about the Microsoft Illumi Room. Illumi Room! Illumi it looks room. terrible. Even in, like, their little picture where they're like, look at Illumi Room! It looks terrible. Even in their well, picture, the image that they have been giving out. Sh- should we explain what Illumi Room is first before we uh, pass Okay, judgment? it's like a little projector that you put on your coffee table that, like, shows... So you can, like, play a game on your telly, and you see, like, your normal screen there, but then you see more of the environment around your walls and stuff. A wider field of view. Yeah, yeah. but it just looks awful. It doesn't look immersive. It, the way they do it is they use a wide field of view projector and a connect to lay out the whole... Where to like it's, it's find out where the TV clever. is and everything? It's really clever, yeah, but, but it's the, they, it just looks terrible. Well, one projectors are expensive. Like f- wide field of view projectors are extremely expensive. Did I make you research this when I to- when yeah. I told when I was telling you the prices of projectors? Well, I did. I did. I, would, I wanted to make because right now it's just a proof of concept. But I wanted to see how much these wide field of view projectors costs. Yeah. And they're like three thousand, four thousand. Yeah, for projectors really are good. really expensive. So this would, and also, who I don't have a coffee table next next to my TV that has like would have an Xbox on it. 
My TV's tiny. <laughs> well, um, I a lot of people don't have. If you what if you've got your TV in a corner, and then there's French windows next to it, like in my house. What if it's like that? Does that mean if I pay for this, I can't use it? <laughs> also, also, um, how can you get? The, I can't get the room dark. Probably wouldn't get the room dark enough for the um, bulb to actually show up properly. Yeah. So it just looked really bad. And well, it looks bad really in their horrible. picture. Well, not in the picture. Have you seen the demonstration I'll video? I'll watch the demonstration video. Well, they show they Borderlands. <laughs> okay, they show Borderlands and Portal 2 at one point. And Portal 2 looked reasonable. Um, well, Portal 2 just looks be- amazing when it's being used with like really massive field of view and things like with free monitors and things that looks really nice with portal yeah portal 2 just has a really nice coloring God. but that but this but, just looks yeah, awful they show off a racing game as well oh, and the, they project the snow that would just actually be quite distracting because when you're playing a game you especially with a tv when you're further back you tend to be kind of focused on what's in the middle of the screen or just on the screen having stuff moving to the sides like you can't focus on that much at once. It'd be just like, oh god, what's that over there? Like, if you have a pet dog or a cat or something, you'd be worried that they're climbing on something. It's like, yeah. when you see movement out of the corner of your eye, it isn't how... I mean, you probably would get used to it after a while, but... Oh god, it looks so terrible. Are you looking at... I don't know what they're playing. I think that... That's probably Unreal or something. I don't know what game they're playing most of the time. This first-person shooter game. Yeah, it just looks awful. Mm. I just think that projectors now are too expensive. I, I for one, don't have the room. I don't think many people have a no. room, the room for it. Because you, you, it just you need a big wall with a telly in the middle. Yeah, I mean, some people will say, well, I've got a huge cinema room in my house. Yeah, but not everyone has that. Yeah, but not everyone has it. And <laughs> I'm what, pretty I'm sure not... most people don't have. But, I, like I was saying, with having a TV in, like, a, like a lot of people do in the corner of a room, how does it work then? I don't, well, apparently the Connect finds where the TV is and adjusts the, um... View oh, that's balls, for the, um, though. Yeah, that the connect. Work. Well, the well, the new Connect's coming out. Going to be revealed with the new Xbox because we know they're working on a new Connect. So my guess is, is they will show it off around the same time as the Xbox. But Liam, but, what if they don't show off the Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you'll be careful, Liam. They will be careful. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't see this working at all. No, iPhone would not buy it, this. It just looks expensive and stupid. Just, yeah, just wait for the Oculus Rift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least at least you can have a telly in the corner of your room with that. Well, you don't need a telly at all. Yeah, but you can keep your telly in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, Mozilla Firefox... Well, Mozilla people who make Firefox... Um, today had a blog post about this. The they were teaming up with the company of Otoy. Otoy. Um, which Otoy? Why do you make it? Why do you make it sound Asian? How am I meant to make O T O Y not sound Asian? Otoy. <laughs> yeah, that sounded slightly. <laughs> yeah, only yeah, slightly. Slightly. Though. 
Oh, toy man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, a toy which is a New Zealand company. I don't know why they get, gave it that name when it sounds so That's just rude. I'm it's sorry. A lovely name. I, I do like the name of toy, but still, it just sounds... I don't know. A New Zealand company with a J- Japanese name, it just sounds... Well, when you're trying to pronounce it, How I'm not trying to make it sound... How do you know it's not owned by a Japanese man? I was so tempted to say Chinaman. (laughs) (laughs) You racist garb. Well, I'm not. How's that racist? How is saying Chinaman racist? I think I've just been spending too much time with my dad. You're an Englishman. So I could be so racist. (laughs) Well, every time I spend time with my dad, and there's a Chinaman that comes around, (laughs) there's always like. No, you're racist. (laughs) racist. No, my dad's racist, but me on the hub. And well, okay, I'm looking, I'm looking at the Atoy website now, and I can't find any information if who owns the company. Anyway, I am going off topic because we're arguing over what's 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 racist and what not. Anyway, the thing we're talking about here. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, this, this well, today actually on the well the third the third of May, um, the Brendan Itch, oh, bloody hell, the names. <laughs> Brendan Itch. Uh, Bran- <laughs> well, okay, hello, I'm gonna Mr. send you the Itch. name. It's not. It's okay. I'm sending you the. Okay, here's the name. You try and you try and read it out. Okay, Garber. Okay, I probably will you, fail. Will you read Itch. Brandon Each. Brandon Each. Okay. Brandon Each. I'm just, I'm just anyway, he's the Google co-founder Translate of Mozilla. Make it say it. Okay. Carry on talking. Okay, Brandon Each is the uh, CTO and S and the SVP engineer. Well, I don't know. Oh, he's the C- CTO of Mozilla, who make Firefox. And Apparently, it's Ike, but. Brendan Eich. It, that actually sounds it right. Might okay, be, but it's German for calibration. Eich. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with Eich. Brendan. Oh, Brendan no, Eich. It sounds like um, Thingy Eich from the Green Party. He also sounds like Eich from South Park, but still. But South Park is terrible. Okay, can we just move on to what I want to talk Hello, about? Hello, welcome to the animated adulty cartoon debate. <laughs> okay. Okay, this week on Brandon Ike's blog, who's the CTO of Mozilla, who make Firefox and all the other stuff Mozilla make. I think Firefox is the main and thing. And this Thunderbird and other stuff. Yeah. Um, they were talk- Today on his blog, he was talking about how he saw the future. <laughs> um, about this new JavaScript program called Orbix. What Orbix is, is like a, a HD downloadable codec. So it can be used for streaming um, video, it can be used for streaming games and programs, pretty much anything. Um, what it does, it sets up this um, GUI server, so anything, all, so you can send data from a local computer to the GUI server and send it back, and in real time it'll update. So one of the examples is they have 3D Max, and they were just they were just going around in the Freemax world, just editing things on the fly, and 
it was being streamed, so all the data was being sent off to a server, and in, and then they were sent back all the if all the what would look like. So they've edited a pillow, and the pillow like goes wider in real time. There's like no, there's like no like well, lag or anything. Well, they were th- latency. I got really confused by this because they were first talking about it being. A, a streaming codec. Yeah. Well, not just a streaming codec, just a codec. For the yeah. video codec. That's meant to be considerably better than H.264, yeah. so it's meant to be better than, like, generic MP4. Yeah, well, um, it, yeah, they were saying how it's better with um, color depth and more frames and higher resolution and Compression, stuff. Compression, smaller. It's better. Yeah. And I, I, if I can actually download this codec, I'm going to. I, I really want to... Well, I can't really use the GPU cloud, but I would like like to use the codec for editing and stuff because file size has always been something I want to get smaller and more better. The same Liam thing. Liam likes at the same small time. things. Oh my! Anyway, um, they also anyway they also one of the demonstrations was that the um guy had a MacBook Air, and he loaded and he was streaming the whole of the Mac OS to his computer, so and all the like. The system tray, the start button, and all the apps were done locally. So you could click it locally and it all worked on the fly uh, using HTML5 and JavaScript. Um, he also he also then quickly swapped out for a Windows OS. And the same thing, he could always he could use the start button, he could use the system tray, he could use the um, apps. All all locally and all real time. He then loaded up Steam and ran a game through his um Firefox browser. So the game, for example, was Valve's uh, Left 4 Dead 2, and it was running, and it would automatically change its settings whilst in gameplay. So if there was like, so if you weren't getting as good enough frame, like, for example, you started off with 20 meg down, down, downstream, um, then, then it went down to 10. The um, the codec would automatically sense that and change down the settings so it's easier. De- there's less data to be sent and less data to be sent downstream, and it would do that on the fly and re-render everything. So it's amazing the source actually could do that. Yeah, it's amazing what they can but, do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also, there's no need for wa- for DRM, so any- anyone anyone can download this and. It doesn't have to be fiddly because all all the stuff is watermarked if you want it to be. So if someone's trying to stream some, if someone, so well, it's just easier. I don't like DRM in the first place, but yeah, with this code with no DRM just sounds amazing. Uh, also, he sh- also they um they were talking about using the Oculus Rift with them, and any sort any sort of new display or anything like that. And they could easily update it because it's JavaScript, and so there's no waiting, waiting, like ten years for the next version of Orbix. It can just be they can just go in the code and spend like a week upgrading it for like a new system or something. Yeah, which is, which right? I, I don't know how Gabby Unit would know this better. How often are codecs updated? Bloody hell! I've no idea. All. Well, okay. a lot of them are controlled by Adobe, so probably like once every million years. There's yeah. loads of file formats are controlled by Adobe as well, because they're just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 anyway, I just like... I just 
and I really like to get my hands on this. I think it's a really good idea. Like, for example, for games, if you play like SimCity, what SimCity titles are like, every sim would be simulated. And but the um, yeah, com- but they could have done that computers- anyway. Well, they yeah, they well they they only had a limit. Well, they had one hundred and fifty thousand up to one hundred fifty thousand because of because then you get severe slowdown, which you some computers did on low settings. Um, even on like the fastest PC, there was still a lot of lag on some PCs. But with this, you can actually send like data back, and it could be like calibrate. It could be like send back data on the fly of like all these Sims. Yeah. Or you have to be have an internet connection, and that would solve the DRM problem as well, which is just a balls with EA. So it solves two problems, like how to get a bigger world, and it just it just. Think, I'll just think about... It, it's just very like, clever have, what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, will, I would love to like have this integrated into Steam, where it's like, if I don't have enough RAM or something, like, if a game requires, like, 8 gig of RAM and I only have, like, 6, then the 2 gig can be sent off, the 2 gig needed could be sent off to the G, G, GPU server, and all the data could be sent then, game there, requires and... requires 8 gig of RAM? None, but imagine you the don't future. Have six because they, of RAM. Because they were talking about hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about they were talking about hybrids. Like the half half the program will be running in in the on the actual computer. Yeah. And half of it will be running in the server, which just sounds extremely clever. And you could have so much. There's so much opportunities there. You could do. I just think it's a really clever idea. I, I really love this. Is actually working. Well, like all these demos are working real time. There's no fake trickery or anything, and it's soon to be implemented into Firefox. Yeah, I I think it's really more people start using Firefox then, which I'm glad about because it's way better than Chrome. Well, I don't. Well, hopefully, if Chrome browser arguments, I I hopefully this will be picked up by Chrome because Chrome has a serious issue of eating RAM. (laughs) Nom nom nom. Because the way they've done it, each tab is rendered on rendered individually. So you just end up yeah. if you have like six tabs open, then there's six there's six um, tabs being eating RAM. When on a do on um, Firefox, it's just I'll, one. I'll see how much what? of my RAM Firefox is using. Uh, uh, eight hundred and sixty-seven megabytes of it. I don't know how much mine is, uh, and it's using zero percent of my CPU usage. Haha. Uh-huh. Um, I can't find Chrome, so. Oh yeah, you don't you well, you don't have an awesome task manager like me because you got Windows Seven. No, but so far, okay, I've got six tabs open right now, and I tell you how many pro how many um. I also have six tabs operate- open, which is convenient. Okay, here's how many operations Chrome's using. It's using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Nineteen operations. Why? I don't know, but hopefully that's if... literally the worst thing, isn't it? Yeah. If if Google picks this up, I would love it if they could just sort this issue out easily. Oh, it's just such a good idea, and I love that we're actually getting to this. Like earlier today, 
I, I was watching a video on the Samsung S4 and watching how the camera monitors your eyes so you can pause the video if you just turn away. And it works. It's really clever, and, isn't it, what they do with that, though? I know. I'm just... I just can't wait for this to be implemented and stuff because then... The S4's because kind of then, wizardry is amazing. Yeah, I mean, then you could actually have proper games running in proper 3D games that don't eat, eat battery or anything just on a phone. Yeah. On a really crappy phone as well. So, I just... It just sounds... I just can't wait, really. Ooh. Anyway, what what do you think, Garber? Because I've been taking up a lot of time just talking. Well, as long as it can make stuff run faster and it actually helps with things and it's picked up by enough people, then it'll be good. But well, it could also be bad. It's all, it's already been picked up by a Mozilla. So yeah. I think that's enough to say that it's definitely got some got their attention. Yeah. But Mozilla are just I mean, like, meh. They don't care, do they? <laughs> Come on, no, they I, don't. Well, Mozilla, they, they've got their own I, uh, OS. They're building their own OS, which I think is pretty... Well, not really stupid, but pointless. It depends on how good so, it is, doesn't it? Well, Google built their own OS, didn't they? Yeah, and I think that's stupid as well, but... <laughs> I just... I, I don't know. It's nice that there are more OSs out, out there. I just think it's pretty pointless having all these OSs. Gives people but, a choice, man. They yeah. they can choose to use Windows or they can choose to have none of their applications working. <laughs> or, or, or they or they can choose like Mac OS, but then they're just an idiot. Uh, Linux is actually getting pretty good as well. I'm surprised Linux being picked up by a lot of people as well. But anyway, that's, that's we're mainly because of Steam though, really, isn't it? Yeah, because Steam are like, yeah, we'll do it. So everyone's like, oh my god, we got to now as well. Gabe doing it. Anyway, anyway, um, that's all I have to say about um, Obix. And I need to look at it more because I, I, it still confuses me. It it does it does for me. I I still don't understand why there's the video codec side of it, but I'm not really. It depends on but if that's it's... kind of the client side sort of thing. So it isn't actually it's it's not the codec that you render the video in originally. It's the codec that your computer uses to render it, so you can actually watch it properly. It, it's a stream. I think it's a streaming codec. Yes, that's probably what it is. So it's something that net that Netflix could use. Yeah, or, or YouTube, or, or anyone could use it. Yeah. And yeah, because instead of just recent- natively using like MP4 or whatever. Yeah, because right, because we know now that um, Netflix is moving to HTML5. A lot Which, of things are, though, now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, this is coded in JavaScript and HTML5, and I'm not I'm not the best at JavaScript. I prefer C-sharp, but I just, I'm just amazed it does run in JavaScript and is working well in JavaScript and fast and does all of this. Well, JavaScript ain't bad. It's just, no, just kind of limited for what we've used it for. Yeah, um, but I, I can't... I'm just going to stick with C-sharp and see the C languages, even though JavaScript is kind of like a C language, but still. Yeah, well, they don't have C at the start. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, We're not really... 
it's a good thing this isn't a technology podcast, or we we would get kicked out of the gaming section. Yeah. Because we we've only talked about two one thing about games, and the other stuff is technology. Shall we move on to the review? Uh, but we didn't talk about Ghost. Well, I don't really want to talk about Ghost because that trailer looks completely and utterly. It looks like checked. Deadliest Warrior. <laughs> they made a Deadliest time. Warrior trailer. <laughs> can I please talk about the review and end this? No, podcast? we can talk about the trailer. Oh, fine, talk about the trailer because. So this trailer is possibly one of the worst live-action trailers, and it just proves to me that Treyarch are much better than Infinity Ward. Just because Infinity Ward are like, yeah, let's make this trailer trailer that looks hilarious, but then make it completely serious. You saw the Black Ops 2 live-action trailer, didn't you? The one with FPS Russia in it? You see, that was funny. This one is just dumb. Well, the whole thing is like, all the soldiers wear masks to show honor, and so on. You're Some like, people oh, wear God. masks to blugger dugger blur, and then it's like, and, and then it's yeah, just kind of stupid, isn't it? It just the whole thing was stupid. Yeah, and the music maybe, was really maybe, bad for it as well. At the end, the music sounded really kind of trebly, and it was meant to be bassy, so it just sounded terrible. It, I, I've kind of given up on F. Most modern FPS shooters. I will... FPS shooters. First-person shooter shooters. I mean, modern <laughs> modern FPS games. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't... I didn't like the look of Battlefield 4. I don't like Battlefield 3. I'll buy, I don't like the look of this game. I will be buying Battlefield 3, I will buy Call of Duty Ghost, and I will play them for hours on end, and then realise how bored I am. Because that's how yeah, I, I work. Just, <laughs> I will take... I will take Rayman Raving Rabbits over... Any of the, any of these modern warfare games. I may be just turning into an old grumpy git, but still. You just love your raving rabbits. I I just love the whole joy of platformers like Rayman, even the shit ones over this, over this. Oh, big macho games. Well, it's, it's the fan bases that make them macho. It, yeah, it isn't I mean, the actual I, game. I mean, I didn't like. I I didn't like any the only Modern Warfare games I liked were were four and um, Modern Warfare four and Modern Warfare one and Modern Warfare two. Okay, I was really confusing. We've only got three Modern Warfares. Those were the only. There was in, those were the only. Those were the last Call of Duty games I properly played, and then I played a bit of Black Ops on the free weekend, and I enjoyed it a Black little. Ops but two? I went to come on, man. Black Ops. You've, you've, Ops 2, you've got to keep up with their balls to the walls difficult titles. Well, Black Ops Two, and I didn't. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't see myself buying it. The first one I As played said, was Call of Duty Two: The Big Red Line or something. Remember that? There's one. Yeah, I, oh, that, that I, was pretty weird. My disc got all scratched always, up, and then it glitched out on my PS2, so I couldn't play it anymore. I was always a Medal of Honor kid because I always had a GameCube, so oh. I played Frontlines and stuff. Remember that game? I never had a GameCube. Rising I, I Sun. I still want a GameCube. I've wanted a GameCube for, like, more than half of my life, and I, I will never I actually, have one. Garbutt, I actually have a working GameCube if you want it. I, I will tell you that I'll pay you money for it, but then I won't pay you money for it. Oh, you can keep it for free. <gasps> 
I I gave like Doug, Doug's little brother, like ten really good games, and he never thanked me. Well, no, his brother thanked me, but he didn't. Mm. Well, I think I think we need to talk about the Fez. review now. Yeah, Fez. Yeah. So uh, this week it's just going to be me reviewing this game because Gamba hasn't. And been I'll, it, I'll just poke in being annoying occasionally. Like I have been this but whole this... podcast, I really haven't had much to say because most of the topics are like I either didn't understand or really, really don't care about. Not not yeah, in like a horrible it's... way, it's just like of course we, well, it's we like have me different with preferences of games, don't we? Yeah, it's just like I don't like Call of Duty, you kind of do and I enjoy different... Call of Duty. I enjoy it because it's hilarious and I love how people get so angry. I mean some guy left a match because I had MLP as my clan tag. He was like, "Oh my god, you're a fag up, my little, you're fag up, Brody. I ain't gonna play with you." And he left. <laughs> he left because of my clan tag. <sighs> this is why I don't play modern warfare games. Anyway, because <laughs> there's people like that. I just laugh the whole time. That's the only way you can get through but- it: laughing and crying. Oh, I don't really give a shit anyway. I just laugh and cry or anything. Yeah, you're just like. <laughs> Anyway, review, review, review. Review, review, review. Um, the review this week is Fez. I will be reviewing it. Um, Gala hasn't played it, so I'm just going to explain to Gala. Can I read that little blurb thing? So, so okay, I actually sure. say something. Gomez is a 2D creature living in a 2D world. Or is he? When the existence of a mysterious third dimension is revealed to him, Gomez is sent on a ju- out on a journey that will take him to the very end of time and space. Use your ability to navigate 3D structures from four distinct classic 2D perspectives. 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 That basically sums up the game. There is no story to this game at all. Well, well, no proper, like, emo- interesting story. Like, the only story is, like, this big block, this big golden block explodes, sending millions of little golden blocks, and you have to collect them. That's basically the... I like the look of the, the art. The... The whole aesthetic and the look is amazing. I really like the look of it. It does look very like, pretty. The, the colour palette's amazing. Like, really rich purples. Really, really good blues. <laughs> the lighting's amazing. What? <laughs> really rich purples and really good blues. Now that, that, that's the kind of quote that you want to have on a, <laughs> on a box. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just really like the... I like the colour palette and I like the lighting. I just think, well, most of the game is basically purple and blue. It is. And there's a bit of yellow sometimes. A bit like yellow. I, I've i completed about 60% of the game. Maybe maybe more because that's the last time I played it. Really, the game is best when played in like an hour's spurts. Like, one hour spurts and then go back to it after another few hours. And, because then it... Because the puzzles are really well designed... And like like the the blurb says, it you view them well from a two two D perspective, and then you can swish around the world in a three D view. Um, it, and that's just some of the puzzles. Like other pu- puzzles rely on finding secrets, which translate languages, Tetris languages, which is really odd. Finding secrets like that, it just the. I was really surprised at how in-depth the puzzles were. I was expecting, like, to play a few puzzles and then just be like, oh, I've already played this puzzle once. 
Yeah, surprisingly, I've never got to the situation where I'm like, oh, I've already done this puzzle before. That's quite good then, isn't it? It's just... Because you, you yeah, do kind um, of tend to expect them to be pretty much all the same, unfortunately. Yeah, but they are in most especially, games, aren't they? It was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like that portal. The first time you play portal, you're like, oh, it's just going to be like one or two portal puzzles, and then you actually play oh, it, and God. you're like, oh wait, there's two ton of things. And then there's ones in that seem the same, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that feeling. Um, I played portal with Luke, and, Liam. I played it with Luke. Oh, so did I. But the good thing was, I already played co-op through with, with one, another person, so I already knew half the puzzles, so I was just was leading Luke by the tail while he was like, I wonder what this, this does. Boom! I, I love how I gave him the Yogi Bear voice. I wonder what this does, Babu. <laughs> Babu, what's in this picnic basket? <laughs> what's in this picnic basket? When I do, I just sound racist. I sounded like a Jamaican for one section of it, but still. Yeah, you'd carry on with anyway, you, Fez, I, I mean, the whole look is just really nice. The soundtrack is really well designed. Um, it kind of has this eight-bit feel to it, but it's it's there's more like depth to it. It's not it's not just oh, eight bits. Oh, there's a. F- so the fu- fi- that's a fire alarm. Uh, carry on reviewing. I'll be back in a minute. Mum was making toast. Anyway, um, I just, there are some puzzles where I feel like, ugh, because they're really com- some puzzles are really complex. Like I said, you have to learn, you have to like memorize this language you learn at one point in the game, and then that sounds terrible. translate. You have to. It's funner than it sounds, but at other points it isn't because then because something it gets fun after you've done it. it well. It starts off eat like some of the language starts off easy, like the language puzzles start off easy, like or one section of the game it's like you have to wait till night time and then you know in all the rings but wait how to enter the mines of Mori. Yeah. It's basically like that. We have to wait at, at night and then you have to do this certain combination to open the door. Um that's that, I found that really fun and clever. Um, but other parts, well, there's like a hundred open doors and only like a sudden combination, go- going through a sudden combination of doors will open the main secret door. That I found annoying. Is the music good in the game? Yes. It's like, Oh, cool. Because yes, you can actually yeah. buy the full soundtrack, which is 26 songs for £4.99. Pence. Um, I would actually listen to it whilst working. Um, because it's right, really calming... 8-bit soundtrack. There were problems, weren't there, that they had on um, Xbox or something. Oh, there's still huge problems. Like, there's still hu- But they won't patch it because it costs money or something. Well, for the PC now, they can patch it. Yeah, because it's free um, to patch on Steam, because Steam aren't dicks. Yeah, I mean, so so far we've had four patches, I think. When I first played the game, it was basically in an unplayable state. Like there was crashes at every load screen. Do you mean it was just like because it came out on the first of May for PC? Yeah. So um, in five days they've had like four patches. Yeah, there was like on patch one or one there was still loads of bugs. Patch one or two, I that that just sounds like a really really rapid beta period. (laughs) Basically, patch one or three was probably the only really stable area because right I was running in 1.3 for a while and then I updated to 1.4 um 
1.3 was pretty stable. Um, the only real crash I had was when my controller disconnected and the whole <laughs> I tried to reconnect and the game just wouldn't have it. It was like, well, like not, I don't know what to you're do. You're not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to reconnect your controller. <laughs> that, that's just out um, of order, man. Why would you even try no, that? I would, I would say, though, I haven't played this with a keyboard and mouse. I've only played this with a gamepad. And I would really recommend that. What are the controls like with a gamepad? Most of the time, they're really good. Other times, they're not. Like, there's uh... some precision platforming, which can get a bit annoying. But there's no low, low, there's no sort of penalty when you die. It's like instant respawn. Oh, do you respawn. just kind of jib back to where you were before? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty so... cool. Yeah, there's no there's no enemies in the game or anything. There's there's like there's like this sort of like this enemy. It's like a black hole. If you go into this black hole, you die, and then you have to change the world so it's not in your way. Um, that can I get annoying. I would play, but not at the moment. I I would because it's basically pick up a play anytime. Like you can play just a few maps. Yeah, I want to watch some videos and stuff before I actually commit to buying it because I don't want to buy it that much. I okay. I don't I don't um, want to just buy a game that I don't know if it's going to be any good. You know. I would say it's really good if you enjoyed Portal, where they're really cleverly designed puzzles using one simple mechanic. Then I would get this game. There's one thing that probably stops a lot of people from wanting this. What, Mister Fish? Oh, because he is just yes. such a douche. I wasn't going to talk about this, but yes, he is a douche. There's I no mean, point in not talking. Everyone already knows, don't they? He knows. He's just like, yeah. honey boo boo, don't care. That that should be the name of this podcast. Well, in the if he was the fence was first properly featured in indie movie the game. Well, indie game the movie. Um, have you seen that movie yet? I, I'm not going to watch it. I watched bits of well, it, like, and it's just like, ugh, shut up. Yeah, basically, like, they, I only found, like, Edmund to be the only kind of likeable person in that um, whole movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of indie developers and, are like that, aren't they? Yeah, Phil Fish was definitely the worst one of the bunch. Can't get a job working for a proper developer? I'll just be a douche then. He was basically, he... He hated... His co he hated his last co partner because he left for another project, and during PAX they were he was trying to get this guy to sign it. I think the only problem was that he couldn't really find the time to sign it, and he basically had a tangent. And he's like, "Oh, he's gonna ruin everything! I'm gonna make him a millionaire because of this game, and he's not letting me do make this game, and it's not gonna be shown at PAX, and he's gonna make a big fuss about this, and he's gonna get me thrown out of PAX because of it." If this game isn't any good, I'm literally going to commit suicide. Uh... I will find you bits, the Phil Fish bits of the of the movie, and just that sounds hilarious. show you. It's hilarious and scary at the same time because Phil, it's a. I don't know if Phil Fish is actually that on real life, but what I've seen on Twitter and what I've seen in the movie, he does seem like a colossal ass <laughs> to everyone. A colossal ass. A colossal ass. Wow. That's I I, anyway. I think that's a good point to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. Phil Fish is a colossal, colossal ass. ass. Liam Hackett, 05. 2012. Is it 20, 2013. 05, 05, 2013. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Okay, well, uh, let me just end it quickly. Okay. You should go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash greatgarbison. Um, you should 
watch videos and subscribe and junk, you should also check out Garbson. Actually, don't do that yet because it's not up yet. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can email at uh, greatgarbison at gmail dot com. Do you have anything else to say, Liam? Um, no. Bye, Fez, because it's a good game. <laughs> okay. Uh, so have a great weekend then. Weekend. Okay. Have a great week. The weekend's over. Toodle. Ooh. Toodle. Ooh.